and welcome to episode 54 of Spellcast. I'm your host, Courtney, and this is my co-host, Andrielle. Greetings, friends. We're going to be speaking about Letha once again, because Letha is coming up. This episode will be kind of like an add-on from last year's episode. You can listen to last year's episode, this year's episode, any correspondences that we may have missed, or new knowledge that we have developed over the, uh, the last year. Yes, and so because... We are now approaching um, having this podcast for a year. We're going to be repeating um, holidays, so to speak. So Each instead with of, more information than the yes. last. So instead of just making it the same old thing we've talked about, we're either going to add to them, we're going to tell you different rituals, we're going to make it more personal, uh, you know, and, and let you guys know what we're doing this year. Because even if you listen to last year's episode about what we did, we do tweak things a little bit and our rituals kind of can be different. Um, so with... This episode, um, you know, if you want to go listen to last year's, that's cool. Get some different information, uh, kind of get that well-rounded sense of what's going on. I know people really enjoyed last year's Letha episode, so hopefully you enjoy this one just as much. Um, We're going to be talking about drawing down the sun. We'll go over some quick correspondences, and uh, we'll tell you some rituals that you can do and make it more practical for you. Wonderful. So, let's talk about the correspondences of this day. This day is known by many different names, most notably Midsummer and Letha to modern neo-pagans. We will be referencing uh, a few different online articles for new supplemental information that we find to like. And we will be referencing the standard book, uh, one of the books of eight, of Midsummer from the Luwilin series. Um, it's the Midsummer book with the uh, the dark yellow and dark orange brown cover. Yes, and with the online resources, um, just like with most, you can of course Google Letha or Midsummer, and you can get these resources for yourself. If you have any questions, uh, we do tend to use uh, goddessandgreenman.co.uk. We love them and give them lots of credit because they have really good, concise uh, write-ups of all the different holidays. So they're definitely a good site to use. Uh, uh, Patheos, I believe, is... Um, mm-hmm. yeah, they are they're a, really good, too. They're a very good site. Um, I tend to disagree with uh, some of their opinions. As you can tell, there are there are some times where it's... The opinion seems a little bit too askew, but it's really rare. Um, only if you look into their uh, really deep stuff that might relate hot to modern political topics. But outside of that, they are incredibly well detailed and a, rep- a strongly reputable source we strongly recommend. Yes, um, definitely. But let's dive in. To recap, what is usually done during Letha is the celebration of the divine masculine. Mm-hmm. The time where there is the most light. It is the opposite of what Yule is, where it's the most darkness, the least amount of light. This is a time of strong abundance, cleansing, divination, creativity, fertility. It is the season of fire, growth, powerful types of healing, healing that comes with illumination things being in the conscious taking everything that you've taken up from your subconscious uh, from the previous sabbaths and now that's completely in the light you're basically all the fuel is there you think of it as you're mentally gathering wood you've went through the forest you've gotten all this wood now letha or midsummer is the time to burn that wood and and have it sustained 
and bonfires are a big thing this year. So I know that we've done that during sewing. Um, you know, bonfires are also big to, you know, symbolize uh, protection in that sense of that fire element. But this is the celebration of fire. This is a bonfire because you're celebrating, um, you know, fertility and masculinity and everything like that. Very much so. This is a time of inspiration. This is a, a time for an extreme form of magic. Even uh, forms of magic where, you know, the pentacle is facing, you know, it's inverted. It's facing the downward way instead of the upward way. A time to manifest things very strongly. Mm -hmm. uh, this is a time of mother and fatherhood. A time to make opportunities. A time to really get to the highest point of your powers in a very forthcoming way. It is a time of sun deities and thunder and lightning deities. Mm -hmm. Most notably um, in what it is that we practice. We think Tor, well, you know, Thor. We think Jupiter, the horn god Karnanos. Um, and the green man, if that's what you, uh, you study or follow and believe in. Because this is the time where the Holly King starts to win over because... I'm going to say this, the most depressing thing about Midsummer to me is it's wonderful and it's exciting. And I love it because it means it's like the middle of summer, you know, and, and there's a lot of excitement. Well, but then, well it's, it's bizarre. That word is actually It's not really in the middle of summer. It's but the beginning of summer. But. It is. And that, that's the thing to me, though, is it sounds like it's going to be the middle of summer, the height of, you know, that warm, hot sun weather. And then it's really just the beginning of summer and everything from here gets darker. So like... I feel like I just wait all year, right, for, like, the longest day of the year and for the sunlight to stay out later. And then now it's, like, not even the middle of summer and it starts to go away already. And you're like, but I just got you. <laughs> <laughs> so that makes me a little sad. Um, but you know what? That's more of a reason to just party on this day and enjoy it, right? <laughs> yes, very much so. The magical focus surrounds the strongest forms of abundance, Whereas the previous Sabbaths are about growing prosperity and laying foundational work, the summer is the time to really, to really spam the benefits of that, to really mm -hmm. go as, as hard as you can and then reflect on it once the time of Maybon and Soen comes uh, um, after Lunasa or Lamas, depending on which way you celebrate it. There are other names. We will get to other names of other holidays that are celebrated that have a similar meaning. This is a time for the highest peak of physical health. This is a really good for health that is physical. And, and if there's anything mental uh, magic related that's going on, well, all magic is mental, but if there's any magic that is related to your mental health, it is far more about building habits that are very external as opposed to ones that are internal for the Sabbaths of the, of the uh, other months of the year. And you thought that January 1st and New Year's was the time you were supposed to go to the gym. Apparently, this is the new year for the gym because <laughs> you want to get that physical body going. <laughs> it is a time of increase, a time for literal light magic, anything related to, you know, Lumos. Mm. Intense love, strong lust. Strong, strong lust is uh, lust magic is very powerful for this time of year. Um, hence the phrase is summer of love. Yes, yeah, so you can even do hand fastings during this time of year. It's a good time as well as in spring. It's a time to celebrate the sun as a whole. Mm -hmm. Connecting with the earth in tandem with the sun. Understanding magic that works with 
the earth and the sun. How am I trying to say this? I'm sorry. I totally um, had a brain fart. No, no, it's okay. Uh, Essentially understanding the relationship of the magic that is created when the sun yes. gives to the earth. And again, why, you know, why it's important because we do spend a lot of time, you know, appreciating the moon and, and many other things about nature. But the sun is just as important in the life cycle of any living thing. We all need it to survive. And, you know, it's it's still something wonderful that should be appreciated for its role that it plays. Very much so. Green magic is a must during mm -hmm. this time. So have you ever had uh, any chance to do any particular plant magic, gardening magic, forest-related magic? Magic related to secret groves and coves. Oh, speaking of that, um, I'd love to go over a lot of the herbs and plants that you can use now in your herbal magic. Yes, please. Um, so apple is good for this time of year. Honestly, uh, we did that. We I think we talked about it on the podcast that apple spell that Ignatius did. Do you remember you and him did that one? Which one? The one that involved inscribing a yes. sigil and then burying it? Or? I think so, and then eating it. Well, then eat it. Well, oh, yes, it depends. At the apple spell, you can uh, carve healing sigils on it. You could also do that with Reiki. You can carve those sigils, anything mm -hmm. in particular, if you want knowledge, if you want this, if you want that. And that can be on any fruit. It's just apples are quite easy yeah. to do but, it. And for this Pears are easy to good. do it. Uh, there are different reasons why you carve things onto an apple as opposed to a pear, an orange, a lemon, a, anything in particular. So study each correspondence in tandem with whatever word or sigil or specific type of power you were trying to imbue in it yeah and so light magic again things for your physical body maybe you're working on your physical fitness and you want to have a sigil that helps promote that yes this would be great to mix both of those things together it's and it's simple it's, you know it's just eating an apple at that point <laughs> it's certainly a time uh skin magic skin and hair magic are really good for this time that sounded creepy at first, and then, then you have magic. to explain it for it not sounded, to be creepy. Sounded like a like a like a skinwalker or like oh, Hannibal Lecter no. when he like wore that guy's uh, that guy's whole body. He's less scary than the other thing. Than the skinwalkers, yeah. Um, Native American lore. I know. Uh, I think Donna and Carrie of uh, Paranormal Chicks has talked about them. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's like a thing right now. Um, there's, there's also an interesting... Oh, oh no, go ahead. Go I'm ahead. so sorry. I was just going to reference, uh, for those of you who work with the Fae, this is a time to work with the Fairy King. Yes. Or known more by the older name in antiquity, in the Germanic language, the Erlkönig. Oh, boy. Erlkönig. Look up that. We can strongly recommend Franz Schubert's Erlkönig. It's, it's a creepy a, song. Get ready. It's an awesome song. <laughs> it's good. I mean, it's good. It's, it feels more for Halloween, it's but you know, haunted. if you're celebrating, I, I well, I'd say Sowen, Sowen, and Midsummer are the other times. It's funny. It feels more song. like that, even though it's about an uh, like a, a fairy king. Well, Germany, a, a lot of the way, at least a lot of German art was described. It always seemed like a place of perpetual f autumn. Mm. That's the yeah. impression I always got, even though it isn't. <laughs> yeah, um, as and opposed to the the emotion. Yes. Yeah, no, no, I totally know what you're saying. I, I mean, I think that a lot of countries have different, you know, feelings. Um, and they're all obviously beautiful in their own way. Um, for herbs and plants also, you can have chamomile. Um, that's great because that's easy to grow. Basically, like the more you cut it, the more you're going to have. Like with herbs, it's great. Uh, there's chicory, chickweed, which uh, grows naturally here on Long Island for us. Um, it's kind of Weird, though, because I think it's gone now. I think it kind of bloomed and went away, but that could just be because of, like, where we are. Uh, mugwort, which I have so much of right now. I'm so excited. If anyone would like any um, 
cleansing sticks or you want any like herbal bundles or anything made with mugwort and you don't have access to it just you can hit me up i have so much (laughs) um there's also mistletoe ironically uh heather peony those are really beautiful flowers uh pine roses you know summer of love a lot of that kind of love and uh lust magic rosemary and saint john's wort yes saint john's wort it's well saint john's feast day is around this time so that yeah one, you know. i would even say you know it's not on typical lists but i would say basil because it's related to the sun it's related to the element of fire so i would think that that works really well it so so it's different basil is something that doesn't necessarily lend itself to fire it's not similar to fire it's it not. goes with fire it does and so, so like weird. think about like basil in like a sauce that's right? why it's like an accompaniment because when i when i learned that that it was associated with that element i was like really because it just doesn't strike me as that but again again it's that accompaniment i mean if you grow basil and tomato together they help each other grow better so you, so you can really see it added to the sauce it's going to be in that fiery red of the tomato it really kind of all goes together you actually posed a really good way of looking at how to celebrate this time while understanding yourself mentally and what you are as an essence how midsummer works for you it might be aligning with what is similar to you if you are that fiery sort of energy that passion energy or it could be something that you coincide with via things like the poles mm-hmm. You're like, like you much like the basil, you might not be the fiery thing. If you try to be the fiery thing, you'll burn because basil burns very easily. Yes. But basil goes with things that are very warm. I think things I'm that basil. are richer tasting. <laughs> things that have uh, a, a like robust kind a, of a robust yeah. flavor to it. I'm things to keep in mind. I'm definitely the basil more than I am the actual fire. <laughs> Summer certainly lends itself to the uh, Italian culture. Yes, yes. Um if you don't have those, your other options are vervain, heartsease, house leek, lavender, rowan. So those are all uh, great herbs and plants. And should you not have access to anything fresh, you can always burn incense like sage, cedar, frankincense, lemon, that bright sunshiny fruit. There's also foxglove. Foxglove is oh, yes. really powerful with like fairy energy healing and cinnamon is also pretty universal even though like cinnamon cinnamon is is incredibly polar cinnamon goes with yule and cinnamon goes with midsummer just like the mistletoe Mm -hmm. weird right yes uh commentary on their fighting yes and the poles yep uh you can also burn uh myrrh intense pine uh rose and lavender so all very similar things um and actually uh we are going to go to a quick commercial and we'll be right back guys all right hello and welcome back so we just finished talking about the herbs that you can uh have around or the incense you can burn during letha to continue on with that we'll talk about the flowers and the trees the elder tree which represents blessings the fey healing in general the rowan tree which was brought up, which is very much centered around clairvoyance mm-hmm. and the metaphysical sides of the magic. There's the hazel tree, which has to do with fertility mm-hmm. and luck. So make gambler's charms or charms to get pregnant. Mm-hmm. And also fertility in regards to things like your garden or fertility in regards to an idea. See how those ideas yeah, transfer. Creativity. How to birth something. Mm-hmm. Think that. And none more than the oak tree. 
life protection and strength. The strength of the summer. Mm-hmm. The flowers are chamomile, he- as you said before, heather, lavender, obviously marigolds. Oh, yeah, the Marigolds, the calendula. Calendula is also a great one. The more you cut it, the more it grows. So have yes. at it. <laughs> Makes a good tea, very earthy. Mm-hmm. Well, we grow that one in our garden a lot. The rose, meadowsweet, and one of my favorites, any color of daisy. Aw, daisies are beautiful, and they do seem very much like the sun. Love daisies. They're typically the, the first flower anyone thinks of when they think of a flower. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's the a pretty... the first flower you draw when you were a kid. It's pretty simple. Yeah, yeah, it's that all-encompassing flower. Um, now, for all you crystal witches out there, uh, any sort of green stone, so definitely the Gaia stone, that's one of my favorites. Um, you can use green fluorite, um, emerald, jade, lapis, and diamond. So really, really on that, that, uh fancy end there with these gemstones (laughs) you you bring up lapis Mm -hmm. it's interesting because so if we're on the time of the year in which we talk about the eight chakras when we talk about the eight sabbats of Mm -hmm. the year this time of year is the time of communication so the throat chakra so this is a this is does time to really communicate things outward this is a great time again like you think communication in regards to manifesting things going outward Instead of looking at what's in. This mm-hmm. is looking at what's out. This is you in tandem with the world. We're rising at a very fast pace. Yes, yes. And creating that balance, again, you know, between um, Yule and the fall and winter holidays and then the spring and summer holidays. I mean, you can see how you can really balance yourself, like, throughout the year. Um, now, ways to decorate, which is really fun and some of my favorite parts about doing our get-togethers. Um any fresh flower or produce, herbs, those herbs we mentioned, you can just display them on the table. Sometimes we actually will decorate things like, you know, lemons and pineapples, the shells of them. Yes. You can make little, like, well, for lack of a better word, like tiki heads or like little things for spirits yes, to inhabit, little gifts them. to give. Mm-hmm. Obviously, lemons and, you know, pineapples and tropical fruits are a good thing to celebrate for this time yeah you can even make like a little wreath or some kind of garland out of them would be really cute plus the lemon always smells nice i suppose you could make a fez out of like half a lemon <laughs> like half a lemon rind i guess if you wanted there. to um you could have uh a lot of that masculine um you know uh what what's the word i'm looking for um like what's it in regards to objects phallic objects yes Uh, i knew phallic i was just looking for a different word for object but that's okay um so you can have a lot of that those masculine uh energy objects you know things that are are phallic um you can also have a cauldron together with it with like flowers around the cauldron and the sword either on top of it uh in it there's also a solar cross or other sun symbols uh fireworks are good for this time and seashells as well. So, I mean, seashells are a wonderful thing to decorate your table with well, in the summer anyway. Especially the more oblong-shaped seashells. Yes, and if you have to be a little bit more um, quiet about certain practices, you can leave seashells out and no one will be any the wiser. <laughs> yeah, they'll just think you're being like some, Everybody sort, of, else. <laughs> some sort of light and love hippie, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> which, nothing wrong with that. Love nothing seashells, wrong with that. No, so. no, it's cool. I just, you know, it's just, it, it's a funny meme. Yeah, oh yeah, for sure. But uh, yes, I mean, hey, look at that. You can just have all these wonderful decorations out. And they're great for this time of year. I mean, that's, I love highlighting that those kinds of things on the podcast because it just really shows you that 
everyone's so connected, like mundane, magical things are all connected. I mean, we borrow from each other because how many people put out seashells and flowers and all these things in the summer and they just love looking at them during this time of year. So it all well, it's connects. it's one of the coming things if you're by a beach. So there's exactly. certainly the coming times of the beach. I mean, for those of you who celebrate Neptunalia, that's the mid to late, late part of july it's a good time to go to the beach which we will be speaking about uh, in a future oh, i episode. would love to go to the beach again we might not be on shelter island like we were last year but hopefully we can at least do an episode at some beach uh but yes you wanted to continue on with the yes. stones oh yes so Did go you? yeah so we uh we also another green uh crystal that i forgot about was peridot so august birthstone ironically uh and tiger's eye is good too i've actually found like a newfound love for tiger's eye which is awesome um, because I've been working a lot with it with the wire wrapping and it's just so like, it's, it just draws a, you in. It's, it's like wonderful. It's an agreeable stone. Yeah. It's very like, uh, enticing. Um, there's also citrine quite obviously in that's associated that with obvious. the sun. Yeah. But just don't leave it out in the sun to be cleansed. Cause then it'll, it'll go clear. I did it, that by accident. Well, it, it depends on which citrine. Cause my citrine crystals stay exactly the same in the sun. Huh. Yeah. Interesting. Mine totally went clear. Weird. I think the one. I think it depends. Perhaps if it's a female or a male crystal. Oh, probably. Yeah. Female like crystals, that. like the foggy ones, tend to. Yeah, it is foggy. This okay. is, so, for those of you who don't know the difference between a female versus a male crystal, a male crystal is clear throughout the inside, whereas a female crystal has has the fog or the the little um, the like little cracks and cloudiness on the inside. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's also carnelian. Um, that's really great because that's fiery, it's healing, protection, that sexual energy. Um, in case we haven't made this obvious, this is a really time to do good time to do sex magic. Yeah, for sure. If that's your thing. It incredibly good time to do a lot of different types of sex magic. It's also a time to it's like getting lust out isn't necessarily getting lost in it so much as it is letting it out so it doesn't plague you for the rest of the year. And yeah, and, and so it doesn't cause harm to anyone or anything. It's kind of like, you know, sex magic can be done by yourself. That's fine too. You I don't know, have to I have know, a we partner. Know plenty of people with crystal sex enhancers. <laughs> that where I'm going to keep this as as PG as possible. Yeah, there's special crystals for that. Uh, you'll hear that on our other episode once it once gets up. Once we get that up. Yeah. No, apologies that like it might seem weird that we're skipping around episodes. We're not. It's just we're trying to get this special episode out for you guys. Well, it's kind of like in and- Law and Order where one of the episodes was uh, that one that was beforehand was a story that happened after a particular situation. Yeah. They just failed with that. <laughs> We're not trying to fail, though, so thanks for, if, for if, hanging out and sticking with us. On if TV way. shows can do it, we can do it. Yay! So, yes, continuing on. So you stated all this. You stated emerald, correct? Yes, we have emerald and jade, all the classic green ones. Two mm. of my favorite stones. I love jade. Uh, Jade's a really wonderful healing stone, so it's great to have around at any time, but especially this time of year. Wonderful. And obviously, the two metals are gold and copper. Gold, um, obviously, representing of the sun. Platinum, I'd also say, if you can get your hands on it, platinum is, because well, platinum is, in my opinion, good for only m- midsummer, you know, Letha, or you, because alchemically it's represented, it's the sun and moon symbol put together. Oh, okay. Yeah, so, that, so you can do both. If you have your hands on something like that. But when you think gold, obviously the prosperity, the protection, the success, the higher wisdom, and the divine masculine. Mm-hmm. And copper, 
is the energy that surrounds the love, the things that are more earthy. It's a good way to think of the differentiation is the differences between the Aesir gods versus the Vanir gods, the ones that were closer to things that surrounded earthier related magic, whereas the things that as gold represented things that surrounded higher sorts of magic. Mm-hmm. We talk about the atom, the animals and the totems. Um, favorite part. Love talking about the animals and the plants. Obviously, is my if, if we're talking about sex, we're obviously talking about the birds and the bees. Aww. Bees are abundance and are also about communication. Very oh. much about messengers. They always fly in my ear, if you remember. They do. Yeah, they like to talk to you. Um, and honey is a great thing to have during this time of year. So if you can make honey cakes or even just put it in your tea, that's another great simple. Um, like ritual you can do yourself uh and you can put honey with apples because that's probably really great yes <laughs> there is the bull of course and the bull is obviously a time of you know the, the horns yep. getting horny it's pretty and of course the cow so that abundance that mother goddess energy birth fertility all that yes you know it's funny so before i forget in that regard this is actually a really good time to do pregnancy magic not just with getting pregnant but if you are already pregnant mm-hmm. if you okay so this one this is when we get into the sides of things where where you know objectivity outside of morality this is a chance to do things to your fetus that involve you know resonating other personality traits maybe trying to shape what it is you you would like about your baby to exist. Yeah, just much like a name. When when you name your child, I mean, you're giving them a personality and you're giving them uh, that... It's that, sort of like getting a head start. Yeah, yeah. And again, you can do things, you know, magic related to keeping your baby healthy and to making sure that, you know, they, they're happy and healthy when, when they do arrive, which is wonderful. Continuing on, the animals... The horse. The horse is the noble sides of the masculine aspect. Very noble, very stoic, but also obviously the phrase "hung like a horse." Mm. They have it for a reason, I suppose. Yes, mm, which brings me to the next one. Obviously, swallows. <laughs> That's what she said. Yes. <laughs> Wrens. The summer birds. Very painted birds. The most painted birds you can think of, like you know toucans and what are those birds by the Galapagos Islands? The the ones with the big horse. Or the ones that are like the big beaks and the small beaks, depending on which. Oh, the thing that Charles Darwin did. Yes. Oh my God, I totally forgot what they're called. But yes, not a bowerbird, is it? Just think. I don't know. I don't know. So yes, any super painted birds, hawks and eagles, because they were always seen as solar birds because they soared very high before diving downward. You know what's funny is the other day I saw a uh, a crow and a hawk sharing a tree. Oh, really? Mm -hmm. That's interesting to me. They're little friends. They are. They're so cute. Other things to keep in mind? So we've been through the incense. We did the herbs for you guys. Oh, another... I don't know. Did we say sandalwood? Oh, no, but that one's good, too. Sandalwood. Very masculine That's usually... When you think of male cologne, sandalwood is usually something. I have to do that... I have to do that in... uh, like sparingly for some reason because i feel like it can be overwhelming or like there's always a dude around me (laughs) i always burn it too much so it's interesting rose and musk is a very feminine smell but musk when paired with sandalwood is very masculine Mm -hmm. smell so it's the medium capabilities of musk and also for like different colors that if you want to decorate or you want to wear uh gold obviously uh red orange those fiery bright colors bright blue uh yellow Bright greens and white. White is good for any occasion. You said orange as well. Orange, yep, yep. 
and like the bright versions of these colors. So versus like pastel when we were in Beltane, mm-hmm. now we're in the brightest, we're in like the rich colors. colors. Yeah. At times neon, uh, sometimes rich. It really kind of depends. Mm-hmm. Gold is energy, power, prosperity, the solar deities, strength, success. The god energy, the male archetype, the sun, wisdom, green is abundance, calming, fertility, growth, new beginnings, prosperity. Red is anger, courage, passion, creativity, desire, a different type of energy, an energy that is more forward as opposed to an energy that is more all-encompassing. The difference between, like, let's say, Aries versus Leo. Fire, lust, sexual love, strength and willpower. I said passion. Passion is pretty much an overall archetype here. White is the cleansing, the divinatory and healing, innocent sort of sides of the peace that surrounds this time. And higher truth, truth illuminating. Mm-hmm. We always think the sun as this big yellow ball in the sky. But when we see the light, it's very illuminating in a white sort of way. My, how our eyes will show us what we need to see. And yellow is communication, creativity, dream work, happiness, Cunning intelligence, learning, protection, psychic ability in regards to the sun as opposed to the regards to the moon, and willpower. Yes, and I think... Um, oh, orange is also adaptability and a medium between the red. Yeah. And, they, you know, we're going through sense. the chakras again. We yeah. see, those, see those symbolisms. Yeah. Um. So, I mean, you guys are, are really set up with all the basic stuff. I think it would be great to talk about rituals. Yes, it would be a great time to talk about rituals. If it's okay, I would just want to give these quick things. I'll just speed through this real Oh, fast. no, of course. We have some more stuff. That's cool. The four tower cards to think of oh, are obviously right. the emperor and the empress and the sun and strength. Perfect. The, um, the symbols are these times, the bale fire, the cauldron, the fey. The rose and the rosettes, the sacred wells, and the solar cross. When we think of the sacred yeah. wells, think of the well in Norse mythology. Okay. That's a big thing to think about when we talk about wells and the solar cross. Yeah, all it important a, things. For cuisine, it's a good time for things that are incredibly spicy. We, for our celebration this year, we are going to make Cajun-style burgers. We're going to mix the meat ourselves. We are going to make, even though this one technically is debatable, but we're going to make a potato leek soup with heavy garlic. It's going to be more of a spice one, so we'll put more summer spices in. You think some of the spices that we've stated with you, but also the hotter sort of things. Mm -hmm. And there are many different types of fruits, berries, cheese, cinnamon toast, honey. uh, Mangoes, strawberries. Yes, grapes, peaches, pears, star fruits. uh, That that fruit that kind of, that fruit that kind of tastes like meat. What was it? What's it called? Jackfruit. Jackfruit. Yeah. That's actually really great um, for people that are vegans or vegetarians. You can add jackfruit to like stir fries and stuff and then still be able to have, you know, the other things that go with it because jackfruit can be a good substitute Mm. for meat. Pumpernickel bread. I love that. Pine nuts, spinach, (gasps) squash. Uh, sunflower seeds, obviously, yes. and sun-dried tomatoes. And a lot of melted cheeses, because that's always the best thing. <laughs> the spirals and the spinning wheels are a giant symbol, and obviously, the wand. Oh, and don't forget to have your wine, by the way, because wine is good for every Sabbath. Oh, yes. <laughs> we are very much... So, the red wines, we tend to save more. I mean, red wine, people tend to use universally for everything, because it's the relation to blood and everything. But we're more of a fan using that during the winter, well, the, the colder mm-hmm. Sabbaths, whereas the lighter wines tend to be used for these type of Sabbaths. Uh, oh, surprise, I got a wine called uh, the Solstice, and it's a rosé. 
Mm. I'm going to try it tomorrow. We're going to see how that goes. Drinks are ale, lemonade, mead, milk, mint tea, sun tea, and many types of wine. Again, I'd say the lighter wines. You know, sun tea was a thing in the 70s. Yes. Yeah. Now, this is also a big time for feasting. There are certain Sabbaths are a little closer to fasting. This one's a big one about feasting. Mm-hmm. All about those. The alternate names for this holiday are Albenhelfen, which, uh, or no, Albenhelfen, uh, excuse me, modern Druids, uh, and Yovden, which is Bulgaria. Mm. The Feast of Balder. For the Norse, mm-hmm. if you want to celebrate Balder in particular, in tandem with Tor at this time, uh, the Feast of Balder, I believe, is either a day earlier or a day after. Uh, the Festival of Jani, uh, Latvia. Felshetain, uh, Felshetain, uh, how I might be pronouncing that one wrong because Gaelic. Gathering Day, Ivan uh, Coppola Day, which is a Russian, Ukraine, Eastern Europe. Uh, Johannes, uh, Finland, Letha, obviously. M-E-A-N-S-A-M-H-R-A-I-D-H. That Celtic man. Celtic. It's another modern middle of summer word. St. John's Eve on the 23rd. St. John's Day on the 24th. Uh, Sankt on Saften. Another St. John's Eve, but in relation to Denmark culture. Sonnenwende. Sonnenwende. Which is another Norse German word for sun turning, the sun turning, the solstice, the sun blessing, the thing tide, for those who have heard that one. The festival of Vesta or Vestalia for the ancient Roman recre- recreationists. Uh, Gwil or Caridwen, the celebration or the feast of Caridwen. St. Albans Day. Golowan, of Cornwall, uh, with Maisie Day on the summer solstice. And secularly, Canada Day, Independence Day for uh, USA, you know, obviously is coming up on the 4th of July, Bastille Day on the 14th of July, and Fete de la Musique, which is World Music Day. Fete so is a So all the French secular word. things that are in relation to our Sabbath. Well, Fete is uh, a word that's used for a great variety of things. You'll see that anywhere from anything French all the way to things that are Haitian and Creole. Mm. Well, the French influence, you know. The Advent, I believe... Uh, well, the Christian Advent is on the other, you know, sides of the hemisphere. Um, and there are obviously other things which we will state when we are in that particular time. Yeah, yeah. So. You ready for a ritual? Yes, <laughs> ritual time. Without yes. further ado, I apologize. No worries. Um, also, if you guys are members of Patreon, definitely keep an eye out on Snapchat. Because I like to try to Snapchat our rituals. Um, sometimes I get really distracted and into it, which is good. Uh, but I definitely want to make sure we have extra content for you guys. So any Patreon people, just keep an eye on on our platforms. Okay, so the first and foremost, drawing down the sun. Drawing down the sun is something that is best done at noon, when the sun is at its zenith. Unfortunately, I'm going to miss that because I'll be at work, so you got to do that for me. Yes! <laughs> So uh, a good way you can actually draw down the sun for particular people is you, well, for, I'll state how we'll do it without 
you're, uh, without people around if you want to help them with certain things. It's basically the same thing as doing, let's say, a crystal grid. If uh, For those of you who know Reiki, crystal grids are a little more common, but uh, they're also used in ceremonial spellcraft. Basically, get yourself a piece of sacred geometry. You could use the pentacle, you could use Metatron's cube, which they is essentially nice, uh, a three-dimensional... They crystal grid cloths out there, too. So yes, you, can, you, can, you can get them for really cheap. Yeah, it's five, ten dollars. I use I like to use cloths all the time. I actually got a gift from a dear friend. Um, essentially what it is you can do is you don't even have to use the crystal grid to necessarily do it, though it does help if you have three male and three female crystals and then a center crystal and then you... Does the center crystal, does it matter what gender? No, it doesn't, though I usually, if it's, if it's a phallic-shaped one, if I'm pointing something upward... So for the, if you're doing like a Reiki grid, say for, like for sending something, mm-hmm. for sending things, I say the middle crystal should be sent upward. But for collecting the sun's energy and drawing on it, oh, I'd say a crystal female. ball. No, yeah. even even a crystal ball. Oh, a crystal ball too. Yeah, you're right. Yes, something that holds that in the center. Though, be advised, the sun, crystals, oh magnifying glass. <laughs> yeah, you don't want to burn little ants around you or like get, yeah, just... Yeah, just Don't light things on fire. something worth putting together. But you can make the crystal grid. How to essentially make the crystal grid? Let's say you're using Metatron's cube, or the or the pentacle. Basically, you calculate each corner where the circles would be on each corner of the particular circle. So on the pentacle, there's five. On Metatron's cube, there are six. On the outside, not including we're not including the inner part of it yet. Uh, now you would have uh, each alternating uh, male, female, male, female, male, female crystals uh, that wish to be a part of this. Always remember, ask them unless you, you know, unless they're the only crystals you have. Obviously, you're going to have to make do. Um, uh, essentially, what it is you'll do is you'll recite a particular incantation that surrounds the sun. There's plenty of poetry available. Or you can make something up for yourself. Yeah, it's a good we, project. Yes, we will keep it brief. I won't uh, give you any of our incantation right now in order to basically get the layout of the ritual. Um, if those of you who are very interested and would like incantation from us, uh, certainly email us or we can do a special episode about it. Yeah. Um, to be told, the magic of incantation comes with sound physics. So mm-hmm. we'll be talking about that more in due time. But uh, continuing on with the crystal grid to draw in the powers of the sun. For those who aren't available at that particular time, simply draw their names on a piece of paper and then put it in the crystal grid around the crystals, but in the circular part of it. And that's an easy way to kind of bring that energy to them in a sympathetic sort of way. Mm-hmm. Now, if you have things like poppets or other things, that also works too. <laughs> if your your friends and family trust you enough to have those dolls of themselves with their DNA inside. Neep. But, you know... A, a simple uh, a simple name written out will do, even a sigil of their particular name or anything in particular. You'll lay out the crystals, as I've said, and the centerpiece, so the crystal ball, which I would recommend, shall be in the, in the center. Now, you will follow each crystal in a... Some people do counterclockwise, so uh, Wittershins. I prefer Deosil, uh when we are projecting something. Wittershins when we are taking something in. So Wittershins would be a good direction for this one. Essentially, you start from the middle, then you work to one particular crystal. It's basically in, out, next, in, 
out, next, in, out, next. And you keep going around the particular points. And what I mean by next is the next crystal that is on the outside. Mm -hmm. So you take your wand. So outside to middle, then outside. Outside, what we should start in the middle to the the outside crystal. So outside to middle, then the next. Middle to outside, then Middle to outside, then middle. Or so out, out, middle, out, next. Middle out next. Yep. Middle out next. Middle yeah, out next. Lines. And then over and over and over again until you feel the need to stop. Trust me, you'll feel the spinning. You'll feel you'll feel what it is you're getting. Um, you can recite an incantation during your recite before after. Being repetitive is though to some it may feel tedious and superfluous. I have always had success with that. You know, you're repeating it. Yeah, you're creating it the echo. Things it helps create that energy. You know. Very much so. So that's a great way you can draw down the sun. And the good thing about drawing down the sun, as opposed to drawing down the moon, is that obviously, because of the great heat it produces, it's much easier to visualize because you actually tend to feel it. Yeah. Obviously. Now, we're not recommending you get sunburn. Adjust accordingly to what it is your skin can take. Oh, please wear sunscreen. Even if you are drawing down the sun, there's nothing saying you can't do it with sunscreen on. Yes. No, this is very true. Um, Or a hat. Hats are good. I need all of it. (laughs) Especially, yeah, pointy hats. I mean, pointy hats drawing down. There was a big reason why pointy hats are. Wear your witchy hats. Do it up. Yeah, especially (laughs) for all you people that turn into lobsters. We, 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 again, we're not condoning (sighs) skin cancer. No, please be healthy and safe. I have to literally wear all of the protection all of the time. Um, So, yes, and while you're visualizing that, there are a couple of different ways you can go about it. Recall what we said earlier in the episode when we were talking about... Are you like the fiery aspects? Are you like the sun? Are you like these things? Or are you something that receives that energy and works in a figure eight with it? Mm-hmm. So if you're a person who feels more like, let's say, for all intents and purposes, if you're more of a water or an earthier sort of entity, and we don't necessarily mean just with your sign, your zodiac sign, we just mean in general. All my zodiac signs really aren't air-related, but that seems that was the element that called to me and my personality in particular. And again, that's that's because at least at this point. it's a polarity for you because mm-hmm. it's something you needed. So, you know, kind of, it's everyone's a personal thing, but yeah, if you're more watery or earthy, it might be something that you're working with the sun and fire, like the basil again, or... If you're that fiery or air element, more masculine, you might be like, definitely, it's just, it's increasing your power. Yes. So what it is I can recommend, whether you're sitting or standing, I I would recommend sitting because there's something nice about relaxing. Sitting in the sun, Mm -hmm. sit in obviously the cross-legged position or your legs out, whatever it is you wish. And visualize roots going deep into the earth through your spine and through your feet if you wish obviously it's you know the angle don't go crazy with the with that part of the visualization imagine the pentacle the pentagram in each point of your body so each foot each hand and obviously the tip pointing at the top and visualize the sun coming in through the crown and flowing down into the roots And then the energy into the roots flowing back upward, creating this sort of spin of energy. Really visualize uh, sucking that energy in. Not like a parasite, but like, you know, like a flower. Like it filling you up. Yes, like it filling you up, filling anything or whatever visualization. (laughs) There's so much to go around. Um, Always, always, always ask the earth and the sun if you can draw from them. Though they give energy to everything anyway... It's ten times more likely to flow in you if you ask them. It yeah, won't resist polite. you. Yes, it's very much a respect and a reverence for these things. Reciting an incantation, a mantra, a mantra as simple as 
I draw in the sun. I draw in the sun. I draw in the sun. Over and over again. And just sit there for like 10, 15 minutes. Even I I can sit there for a good hour. Yeah, whatever works for you and whatever time you have. But again, put all these little things together and you'll have a really great day. Even if you can't do something big, you know? Yes. So, yeah, if you're of the personality trait that feels more like the the earth, imagine yourself as a flower. If you're like the sun, visualize a sun glowing in from your heart and surrounding your body. Mm -hmm. These different visualizations, see what they do. Yeah, definitely. Um, And you know what? I'm really happy that we were able to talk about different rituals, the drawing down of the sun. We haven't gotten really to talk about that yet. And, uh, well, you know, the grounding ritual. You mean drawing? I just talked about... No, I, I'm saying because we normally do, like, drawing down the moon. Like, we've done episodes on that. But, uh, you know, in this episode, oh, we general. get to devote to that, you know, uh, to drawing down the sun. Um, so that is uh, is going to wrap up our Letha episode, unless you have any last-minute things you'd like to include for everybody. Uh, there is one more particular thing. In regards to healing rituals. So a big one you can do, friends, is in your circle, physically join hands in a circle. And again, you'll probably end up doing this later because everyone likes to do rituals later. It's also easier on the skin. If you make a circle with whoever it is you're with... Imagine that the sun is in the center of the circle you're making with with your hands. And imagine that sun growing and surrounding all of you. This is a great time for healing simultaneously. Healing as a group. A great time for healing friendships and relationships. Mm -hmm. As opposed to the introspective times of the Sabbaths of the later months, which is about healing yourself and introspection. That's a pretty simple way of doing things. Yeah, that's wonderful. And you can do that with... With your friends, you know, I mean, have them come over and just have that simple little ritual. It's fun. Uh, tomorrow, we're going to be doing our typical thing. Um, I mean, again, I won't be at the all-day festivities, but some of our friends will. Uh, there's going to be food and fun and a ritual, and it's going to be a really good time. Um, now, you guys can, again, always follow us on social media if you want to catch uh, our rituals and things that we do. Uh, we do try to go live as often as possible. Um, we're going to get back into that a little bit more. Uh, we definitely like to have uh, things on Instagram, which is at Witchy Page. Facebook, we also have Witchy Page, but the one dedicated to our podcast is Spellcast Podcast, the page and the group. We are finally now on closed group again, so you can look us up on Facebook and find us that way. Or if you have any trouble, you just ask me and I can add you or give you a link. Um, We're also on Patreon, patreon.com forward slash spellcast. You can join us there. We have all sorts of great tiers and extra bonus content. Our Patreon members are now getting little stickers or buttons sent to them because we do have our merch. Uh, If you'd like to purchase it outside of being a Patreon member, the stickers are three bucks and the pins are $1.50. you can always hit me up for that. And you can always email us, witchypage at gmail.com. So if you have any questions, uh, if you'd like to submit anything for a listener's episode, even if you guys want to talk about something you did on Letha, I'll I'll use it for the next listener's episode. Uh, you know, it doesn't really matter what time it is. All the witchy stories are great. Um, so we'd love to hear from you guys. And uh, you can also find us on Twitter at SpellcastPod. Uh, I'm getting a little better with that. And thank you for everyone that supports us on Twitter, uh, retweets things, and and really gets that going for us. Um, And our new little endeavor is Forum Chivitas on Facebook, 
Instagram and Twitter. It's a great artist community we're bringing together. So our shop, The Craft Crossroads, our podcast, we're putting everything together with our friends um, and our friend Persephone's Garden on Instagram. She helped us do this. Uh, we really just want to promote other artists and that community feel. And since we all can't be together because we aren't all from the same place, uh, we're doing an online community. So we'd love to see you join the online community. Um, and you know, tomorrow is follow or actually when this comes out, it's going to be Friday and it's going to be Letha. So, you know, that's going to be follow Friday. You guys can take a look. Um, and we also have 30% off going in the craft crossroads, little extra plug for that. Um, Oh, also, I guess now would be a good time as ever to announce what we're going to be. I mean, it's in six months, but. Yes. Yes. Do you want to uh, announce that for all of our Michigan viewers? Oh, so we, it seems as though, are pretty set on going out to Michigan in December for a special Christmas show. Andrea is going to be doing his vocal performing. Uh, We are going to be near our uh, favorite Homance Chronicle Girls. So that would be a wonderful live show or just a live recording that you guys will get to listen to. We'll love to do another Spellman's episode. For all people in the Michigan area, we will be in Lansing. The performance is on December 5th. If you want to come for some holiday celebrations, if you want to meet and greet, if you wish to talk, hell, if you want to be on an episode, <laughs> yeah. now would be the opportunity to take that time. And we'll I travel be on- around a lot. There's a lot of performances going on this summer. It's just primarily a lot of them are surrounding New York and the tri-state area. And or private events. Yeah, so. private events. If you're going to Pensick War, uh, we're going to Pensick War yes, again this year, friends. We'll that will be there from August 3rd to the 11th. Yep. If you wish to do any meet and greet with us or if you want Want to come and party it's a big time for performance and debauchery for me we love it there are there actually yeah there's a lot of uh, things coming up i love that you say that word too like in in jest i want to say but like just it's like fun it's like a fun lighthearted thing to you it's not like a you know um but yeah so all those things are going to be coming up for us we're gonna have a lot of events um and if you are in michigan we'd love to see you and then also uh we're planning a halloween festival local to us in October. So if anyone wants to be a part of that or attend it, please let me know because then that kind of helps me move forward with actually making it come to fruition. Um, please don't be shy. Exactly. We'd love to see you. Uh, so, And we'll do meet and greets obviously there because we're going to be performing a live podcast. Uh, so thank you guys so much for listening again. Uh, happy Letha. We will definitely be talking to you guys next week. And remember, there's a little witch in all of us. And the spirits live in the mirror. Happy Letha.